Could casinos and sports betting become legal in Texas? Today, I am talking with CityCast politics contributor Scott Braddock, who reports on Texas politics for the Quorum Report and is co-host of the Houston Chronicle podcast, Texas Take. It is Tuesday, January 17th, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. So, Scott, Mm -hmm. what do you think? Could it happen? Could sports betting? No. That's the short answer. (laughs) I'm the biggest... I'm the biggest bummer on all of this. Look, I, you never say never. At, you never say never at the Texas Capitol, and and that should tell you something. You know that I pride myself on never making predictions. Uh-huh. I don't try to get out ahead of myself on the story. I've gone so far as to lecture people in our profession in journalism and say it's really unhelpful for journalists to try to tell the future, right? But on this, it is really, really, really close uh, to being able to just say there's almost no way. Okay, well, let's start by saying that there's a lot of talk about it this year. A ton of talk, but I remember when I was first getting started covering Texas politics years ago, I'm going back 20 years at least on this, and I remember mm-hmm. Rodney Ellis, who was at, a, at that time a senator from Houston, now of course on Commissioner's Court in Harris County, um, he would always be the one to kind of traditionally file the bill in the Texas Senate that would never even get a hearing on casino gambling. And he, his quote would be the same almost every year. He would say, you know, I'm going to roll the dice. And see what happens, you know, with this, with this. And and I remember in 2013, uh, when a Republican, uh, then Senator John Corona from Dallas, uh, carried a bill on uh, casino gambling. There was a hearing in his committee in the Texas Senate, mm-hmm. and at that point, and this is just 10 years ago, that was the first time a bill on casinos had ever even had a hearing in the Texas Senate. Wow. Right. So th- this has been very slow progress on this. Uh, but you're right. There is a lot of chatter about it, a lot of talk. There's a huge lobby effort going on. Um, the, the casino industry right now, and they would prefer that I say the gaming industry, <laughs> they have more registered lobbyists at the Capitol in Austin than any other major concern. I mean, more than AT&T, more than the oil and gas guys, which is definitely of note. And I do know yeah. that a lot of the contracts for, and they have you know around 80 lobbyists, something like that uh, for Sands Corporation and some of the others, um, they have contracts for those lobbyists that are about $10,000 a month per lobbyist, something like that. That's not all of them, but a bunch of them have uh, lobby contracts like that. Uh, The Speaker of the House, Dade Phelan, Mm -hmm. uh, had a little uh, journalist roundtable this week where he was talking about the idea that, uh, look, hey, he's open to casinos, but he, just like Governor Abbott, has said, hey, uh, we don't want to see them on every corner. They don't want to see, you know, slot machines in every gas station, uh, you know, like you have in, Mm -hmm. in Oklahoma. They'd like to see, you know, major destination resorts. Basically, this is a uh, this is a bat signal for billionaires okay. to come in and try to play, you know, to try to influence the legislature. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're doing that. Uh, as I said, huge lobby effort on this. But the big holdout is Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, uh, the little governor who oversees <laughs> the Texas Senate. Uh-huh. And he sounds skeptical at best. Take a listen. I haven't had anyone mention it to me that they're interested in doing anything. Doesn't mean it, it doesn't mean uh, that in a session things don't change. But I don't see any movement on that right now. He doesn't see any movement. He acts as if no one has even <laughs> talked to him about this, which is which is fascinating. Uh, when, when you think about it from this perspective, Lisa, his chief political consultant, a guy who's from Houston, Alan Blakemore, uh-huh. a friend of mine, uh, he has been uh, on the lobby payroll of one of the companies that's trying to get uh, sports betting done, uh, Bet MGM, and I believe he still has that contract. I'll double check it. Um, but look, uh, this is playing out on different tracks. Mm -hmm. You have the sports betting guys trying to say, hey, look, if you're not going to do casinos, at least be open to what Mattress Mac would want, which is to not have to drive to a gas station in Louisiana (laughs) to pull out your cell phone and make your bet on the Astros and then drive back to Houston, right? Right. Uh, And he has expressed frustration over that. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
another sticking point with Patrick. It was my understanding that last summer there was a fundraiser held for Patrick by some of these sports betting uh, in- interests. And what he told them, this is my reporting on this, he told them that he was okay with those folks talking to senators about the issue. And this is the way the Texas Senate works now. He kind of rules with an iron fist. He's telling the lobbyists that they have the right to go speak to senators about something. Um, he, he says, you can quote, he told them you can quote, work the Senate about the issue. Um, but what he did say is he is not interested in seeing a bill, uh, a proposed law to make it legal to do sports betting online. And so that puts these folks in a quandary because that's exactly what DraftKings yeah. and BetMGM and all yeah. those other companies would want to see, you know, uh, you know, Caesars Entertainment and all the rest want to do that online because people like to do this on their phones, right? right? That's exactly what Patrick said he doesn't want to see happen. So he wants us to do what? Patrick pulled his cell phone out of his jacket pocket and said, I don't want kids yeah. to be doing that on their cell phones. Uh-huh. So instead, Patrick told them that, hey, yeah. um, if we could have uh, maybe something where there are retail locations, like, you know, maybe at the Texans stadium or near that stadium or near, uh, you know, near where the Rockets play at Toyota Center or near, uh, I almost said Enron Field. <laughs> <laughs> I, was there, I was there when it opened. Uh, at the juice box at Minute Maid Park, yeah. in or near the stadiums, you could have retail locations where this could be done. That's what Patrick would like to see. Of course, those companies don't want to see that. Um, I think the speaker, Speaker Phelan, and we talked to him uh, again this, this past week, he said that basically he would sort of like to see it all done at the same time. Um, and Patrick's actually said a version of that as well, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, if you have, uh, and this is the way Patrick said it on a radio show two years ago, he said, hey, if if you have, uh, you know, a person in, say, in Dallas-Fort Worth uh, who wants to place a sports bet uh, you know, and they can do that in DFW. How, how he says, how is that fair to the little old lady who you know wants to go to a casino, but she has to drive all the way to Oklahoma? Why not just do it all at once? So there are so many moving pieces to this that it's really hard for me to see how the stakeholders, mm-hmm. uh, that being the gaming interests, plus the lawmakers, both Republicans and Democrats, how they all kind of get together on something. Seems like a very heavy lift. Doesn't mean that it can't happen. Yeah. Uh, but the I'm, I'm looking at the magic gate ball here. <laughs> and it's, You're not rolling all signs the dice. Are pointing to, <laughs> all signs are pointing to, nah. Are Texans generally in favor of legalized gambling? Oh, yes. Uh, you know, when you poll it, it's interesting yeah. uh, that here you have something that enjoys broad support among Republicans and Democrats. And, and look, it's something that um, even the base of the Republican Party is not uh, you know, opposed to, yeah. at least uh, outright. Uh, you know, there are, there's definitely the libertarian wing of the Republican Party that basically says people should be able to do what they want. Now, with the evangelicals, that's a different question. And that's really the base for Lieutenant Governor Patrick. Wow. You know, uh, he attends uh, Second Baptist Church there in Houston. These are, mm-hmm. you know, more right-wing Republicans, sort of the throwback Republicans. You know, you think about uh, the Christian coalition of the late 80s into the mid-90s of the, uh, uh, you know, the folks who would be uh, just angrily against, you know, any kind of expansion of casino gaming. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, for the most part, the concerns about uh, organized crime, uh, you know, being promoted and, and, you know, sort of being embedded in the industry, that's not really there anymore. Um, you do, you have, uh, you know, questions about, you know, the just the, the willpower of people right. to stop, ga- you know, gambling. Uh, when they're, you know, gambling their rent money away. Uh, and if anybody who's, who's been to a casino knows that uh, those folks uh, there, they put out the pamphlets that have, you know, maybe on the front of the pamphlet, it's got, you know, the sun is coming up, it's got the sunrise, and it says something like, when the fun stops oh. on the on the pamphlet. Like, <laughs> you got to know when to quit. 
So there's a self-control issue, uh, of course, yeah. where people get addicted to gambling and all of those uh, posters for gambling, you know, within the, within the casinos, we're promoting the casinos. We'll have, you know, a very attractive couple, you know, they're, they're at the craps table or they're sitting at a slot machine and underneath that in small uh, letters and numbers, it says, you know, if you have a gambling problem call this 1-800 line, right? So there is, uh, you know, some question about mm -hmm. uh, the cost to society for you know, promoting uh, gambling. Look, we're, we're in a state where you could have destination casinos that are not in the large markets, right? You could have yeah. uh, out in uh, deep east Texas, out, out, you know, out in the behind the pine curtain, you could have some beautiful resort out there. You could have casinos out in the desert, you know, out further to, the, to West Texas, uh, places where people would have to travel to get there, which is part of the sort of, sort of part of the control for a lot of people who are gamblers, right? There are a lot of people who will say right. that they like to gamble, but that they like that they have to go there to do it, right? Right, because otherwise, if it was in their neighborhood, they'd be tempted to do it all the time. So there is that. Right. Uh, we, you, you may have heard this, Lisa. Texas is big. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we could have destination casinos. Yeah. Now, I think the billionaire class in this state, if, if, you, if you were to see a, uh, a piece of legislation pass on this, mm -hmm. um, the billionaire class would like to see uh, resorts that are in the major markets. So Tillman Fertitta, of course, has long uh, wanted and talked about having uh, a casino in uh, Galveston, on yeah. Galveston Island, where he owns a lot, of, a lot of real estate down there, of course, and a lot of the businesses. Um, Houston is a huge market. And in fact, it's my understanding that for the casino companies, the gaming companies, Houston, out of all the markets in Texas, Houston is the one yeah. uh, where they really want to have one either in downtown or somewhere that's easily accessible for Houstonians. If you think about the way that information is gathered on people who gamble, mm -hmm. uh, when people go give all their you know driver's license information and everything like that to be able to get one of the player's cards so they can get right. you know comped rooms and free, quote unquote, free food and things like that for gambling. All the goodies. It's, a, it's an industry that is very good at, uh, at gathering information on who its customers are. Yeah. And so when they have looked at their uh, all that data that they've collected and they look at Texas as a giant market, Houston is the market within the market where they say, this is the one where we really want to be. They'd like to be in Dallas-Fort Worth as well, of course, San Antonio, maybe uh, you know here in the hill country outside of Austin. But Houston is destination number one, I would say, uh, if we ever do see some expansion of legal gambling in Texas. Of course, to get this through, to, to really answer your question though, about why I think what your question gets to is why doesn't this pass in Austin when it's so popular with Texans? Yeah. Right. This has always been the quandary. And the answer is that to expand gambling in Texas, it's a, con a constitutional amendment, which means that two thirds of both the House and Senate would have to vote for it. And then it goes to the voters for their approval. Right. If it ever got there, if it ever got to the voters, it would it would pass overwhelmingly. I would guess right. uh, more than seventy five or eight, maybe even eighty percent. It's wildly popular, uh, but you have so many competing interests that I think it's as I would say in Austin. I'd say it's it's stuck in the building. It's stuck inside the Capitol. It can't get out uh, because of all these competing uh, factions and different interests and people's different opinions about exactly what ought to happen with it. Yeah. What are you going to be watching? Is there anything that would signal to you that something's changed? If there was a groundswell of support in the Texas Senate for this among Republican lawmakers, it would make me think, okay, maybe this has some, mm -hmm. uh, some, le some legs. So if Donald Trump arrives and says he'll build a Trump casino in Houston. 
if Trump says he was going to do, you know, a new Taj Mahal mm-hmm. <laughs> like he had in, in Jersey, like he uh-huh. had in Atlantic City, yeah. and maybe he would whip the Republican members about it, uh, maybe that could make it happen. Um, mm-hmm. uh, look, I, I think that if you started to see Republicans come out for it uh, in mass, maybe uh, that would be something that you would want to keep your eye on. Mm-hmm. Um, if the governor was to put his shoulder into it, that would make a big difference. Uh, you know, the governor. So he signaled he's not against it, right? Greg Abbott? Right. And yeah, my colleague, uh, Jeremy Wallace, my co-host on the Texas Take, had reported late last year uh, that Abbott was, and this was the headline in the Chronicle, that Abbott was opening the door just a crack for casino gambling. Um, I do think that, and here's what happens with this kind of thing. Uh, when folks are lobbying the lawmakers or the governor or the lieutenant governor about this kind of thing, lobbying is kind of like dating in that you're trying to you know build a relationship, trying to build a relationship. Uh-huh. You do spend some money, right? And uh, you know you hope that, that, that it leads somewhere, yeah. right? And <laughs> it, it, eventually it may or it may not. I think this is the easiest way to think about it. Uh-huh. But but on some of these issues like like gambling, you know, someone like Dan Patrick will take the as you said there's a lot of money in this. Yeah. They'll take the political contributions from those interests right. and you know the lobby will make their effort and try to do fundraisers for people and you know wine and dine the lawmakers here in Austin. Uh, you know, take I know that there were some uh, some pricey dinners in Las Vegas uh, where our uh, some of our uh, Texas lawmakers were there uh, at the end of last year for fact-finding missions. Yes, it's <laughs> It's all yeah. educational, of course. Uh-huh. This is all just research when they go to <laughs> Clark County, Nevada. Um, but the, but you know, it, it, yeah. I, I would think that the way this may turn out is like if you took somebody on four or five dates and things seem to be going well, yeah, and then suddenly they ghosted you. That you know, as the kids say, so they weren't even returning your texts at some point. Like what happened? Well, you know, things happen at the Capitol, and all these talks just stalled out. We couldn't work it out. And then in two more years, we'll be talking about it yet again. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, uh, the reason that Abbott or and Patrick's doing a different version of it, but the reason that Abbott or the speaker or whoever else in leadership might say, oh, yeah, there could be a chance for this thing. Yeah. It's to keep that largesse flowing uh, in a lot of ways. And I keep yeah. keep trying to impress us, you know, with what you're doing, you know, all this, all these contributions and these, you know, steak dinners and everything. It's it's really cool. So, <laughs> so let's, you know, let's at least keep. Let's at least keep talking about this. One other thing I would say for, for why it probably can't work out yeah. uh, is that in this legislative session, as we learned uh, this past Monday, uh, the comptroller, Glenn Hager, came out and said that there is a record budget surplus, oh, yeah. uh, around $33 billion extra for lawmakers to play with this time around in the next uh, 24 months as they're writing the next Texas budget. Uh, and even in tight budget sessions, uh, Speaker Phelan, in fact, in uh, 2021, he had said, hey, uh, you know, if you're trying to make the argument that casinos and expanded gambling would be something that uh, would be a big windfall for the state, uh, it's it's just not a convincing argument when they have plenty of money. And it, when you look at the Texas budget, it's a roughly quarter trillion dollar document. Um, and so even if you brought in a billion or two, you only start to, you know, just splash the water in the bucket uh, for what this would supposedly probably go toward, uh, which would be to help pay for public education in Texas. Of that quarter trillion dollar budget, mm-hmm. a full half of it goes to our roughly 1,100 uh, school districts around the state. So you're not even talking about that much coin yeah. you know, for the state budget when you're talking about gambling. So it's, yeah. it's not that it can't happen, although I'm real tempted to say no, like I said originally. So your bet is no. That's my bet. Yeah, that, you got it. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Scott. It's good to talk to you. You too. Thanks, Lisa. That was Scott Braddock. Now, I am here with CityCast producer Carleon Jones. Carly, what is going on around Houston? 
Hey, Lisa. So Tesla is planning another expansion in Texas with its latest plan to make a large industrial site just west of Houston and Berkshire. This project is coming only a year after Elon Musk moved the company's headquarters to Austin. Currently, not much is known about Tesla's plans for the Houston area location, but the company did sign a lease for 1 million square feet at 111 Empire West, which is a part of the 300-acre Empire West business park. So we know for sure something big is coming. That's all for our show today. Follow us on the socials. We are at CityCast Houston. Talk with you tomorrow. That was Scott Braddock. Now, I am here with CityCast (laughs) politics contributor. No, that's not what Carly is.